Welcome to the Genuinely You podcast channel, which is packed with advice and tips on how to live your life with purpose. Do you wish you felt happy and fulfilled? Are you feeling stuck, wishing things could be better? Are you ready to take some action and create the life you want? To start living an empowered life, you need to recognize and make full use of the power and freedom that comes from being genuinely you. Your host is Gina Gardner, a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Hello everyone, it's Gina Gardner here and I'm very, very pleased to be with you on Passionate World Radio. Today's theme is going to be around pushing through barriers. So many of us are involved in activities and we get to the point where there seems to be something getting in the way. And how you decide whether that's something to push through or it's a sign that you give up um, is going to be our theme of today's um, show. I'm here with uh, Rachel. Rachel is an author of um, the book The Point of Me. And I'm Gina Gardner and I'm also an author. I'd like to invite you to actually go onto my website, genuinely-you, and you can get a digital download of the latest book, which is Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success and Fulfillment. And in a sense, the knowing when to go through barriers, and when to hold back and when to push through, is a part of creating a happy, successful and fulfilling life. No one of us goes through life without there being barriers. So how do you know whether it's right to push on when you've got negative feelings about things or other people are being very negative about what you're trying to achieve? So Rachel, good. hello, nice to see you hey, today Gina, and hi. thanks for joining me. Barriers, they are yes. incredibly challenging for many people. Yes. And and I think the the more important the endeavour to to the person, the more possibly the closer to to their heart it is, the the higher and harder the barriers come. I think sometimes. I mean, I know certainly in my writing career, uh, and and particularly in the marketing of the books afterwards, how how hard I have to push myself through the the, the barriers that just seem seem to appear. And and there are many times when you think, why why, why am I doing this? I, Maybe I should do something a bit easier, but um, it's, it's very hard, isn't it? I'm, I'm not sure um, that, that I have the answer other than just to put my nose back to the grindstone. I don't know um, the kind of um, the kind of things that you've come across and, and the best advice you've got for when somebody is tired of having their nose ground by that <laughs> grindstone. I think it's an interesting one, and I think perhaps to explore first is one's own negative feelings, yes. which often come from a sense of, am I good enough? You know, have I got the capacity to do this? Mm -hmm. Have I got the stamina? And I know from my own point of view, you know, one of the health challenges I have is fatigue. Yep. And it would be so easy, uh, like, like today, to have, have turned over in bed when the alarm went off and said, it's mm -hmm. too hard today. Yep. A busy day yesterday. Yes. I'd like to, to stay where I am. But that need to get on and to, to drive through it is what keeps me going mm. because I believe in what I'm doing. And I think having a belief in what you're doing, feeling it's right, that there is something that you have to offer yourself and others is really important. Yes. That sense of 
it is something that it's about what we are we stand for it's who we are when you've got that passion then keeping through the pushing through the barriers is no problem at all Mm. I think what's more difficult is if you've got a job that needs doing Mm. cleaning the garage out or you know you you have a job that's hard to do yes but it isn't your passion then yes. it's much more difficult to push through those barriers. Well, they do say that um, if you if you do something that you love for your job, you'll, you'll never have a day's work ahead yeah. of you be- because it won't feel like work. Yes. Will it? But um, but but it's, it's I, I sort of think of it like marathon runners um, in that you know clearly marathon runners really love to run, but they all know about the classic wall which um, I think is about eighteen miles in, isn't it? Something like that, and and I sort of think that actually they're quite lucky because it's a well known phenomena, <laughs> so they can sort of prepare mentally. But if if your endeavour isn't as sort of defined as running a marathon. These walls can come quite sort of as a bit of a surprise, can't they? And they can indeed, yes. Yeah. And you know, when you are left-sided by those and knocked off your path, I think that's when your real true grit comes through. Mm. You know, the, the ability to actually say, "I'm going to hunker down. I'm going to get on with this, even though it is hard." And at times, you know, it feels like pushing a bus uphill, doesn't it? With that, when the bus has got no engine. And it's a, it's the how you decide. I need to keep going. This is really mm. going to make a difference. I'm. It's important to me or to others. Mm. Or do you know what? This is a time to give up. Mm. And I think many people give up too early. Yes. That it's hard. So no, I'm not going to do it anymore. I wonder if that's because um, we're we're sold the line that if um, you know that things like love is meant to feel easy. And we're sort of sold the line that if it's really meant for you, if it's your sole purpose, then it will flow. And, and there's this sense of, oh, well, if it's feeling hard, maybe I'm not meant to do it. But sometimes I think that's, I mean, I, I don't advocate sort of just suffering for the sake of suffering. No. But, but I think you're right in that sometimes I think the challenges that get placed in the way are almost tests for your true grit, for you to look inside and say, actually how important is this for me and I I was reading a book um, by um, a a global women's advocate um, and she was talking uh, in the book about buying a house that she really really loved but the whole process of buying it and renovating it was was horrifically torturous for her and she kept saying to herself why am I doing this? <laughs> why am I why am I forcing myself? And I'm not sure she ever came came to the answer other than she just really felt the need to be in that community. She had a lot of stuff to have to push through. And reading her story, I was also saying, why why would why would she? Why would yes. why would she do that? It was something very, very personal at the core of her that just kept kept her going. In that case it was a house. In, in other people's instances, it's building a business, it's writing a book it's uh, you know it could be anything couldn't yeah, it yeah yeah i think one of the things that is interesting working with people is how often we are swayed by other people's opinion yeah. and people saying oh don't do that that's going to be too difficult or don't do that it's too much of a risk and again it's it's not clear cut is it and what i say to clients is when other people are being negative and saying you know don't do things I ask them to think about a number of questions. And the first is, 
when that person is being negative about something that you're trying to do, you have to be honest with yourself. Are they being negative because you've got a track record of giving up or having harebrained schemes that mm. go nowhere? Mm. And if that's the case, then you need to be asking yourself some fairly tough questions, mm. don't you? Yes. Or are people being negative about what you're trying to do because they are fearful for you? And it's not you about you, it's about their fear. It's about their sense that if you um, put yourself at risk, you'll get hurt. Yes. So it could be that they don't want you to get hurt, they don't want you to fail, and it's trying to protect you. Or it could be about, if you do this, you'll be, you won't want me anymore, you'll become too important, mm. too successful, mm. and where will I be? Yes. So they're fearful of that. And there's yes. any number of fears it could be, they're just a few examples. Mm. But it's how do you determine... When other people are saying, warning you off, saying you're doing too much, it's too hard, don't try, mm. whether that's something that you need to listen to mm. and take notice of, or actually it's just a spur to, to move you on to say, I'm going to show you yes. that I can do this and that it's, it, it is possible. Yes. Um, I'm mindful of, you know, when I was trying to walk again, mm -hmm. how people would say, you're doing too much, you're uh, getting very yeah. tired, you, yeah. know, you, you need to stop now. Mm. And I wonder if I had done that, whether I'd still be much more limited physically than I am now. Yes. So there was a real drive, I wanted to walk, a bit like little children. Yes, um, yes. And, you know, it wasn't comfortable, and there were many days when mm. I didn't want to do it, but the rewards the other end yes. have been worth all of the the challenge that that created. Yes. And you do have to be really, really mindful. I think, I think that's the point. Yes. You have to be really mindful of what, what this thing that you're trying to do really means to you. I have um, a friend who was particularly successful in, in, a, in a, a particular sport, which was very physical, and his then partner... Um, as he was getting older and suffering more and more injuries, his then partner persuaded him, sort of, he, he describes it as sort of ground him down, <laughs> so that um, so that he ended up, you know, giving up what what was his life's passion at that point. Um, and although he's gone on to have, you know, continued successful life, but by any sort of stretch of the imagination, um, he he regrets actually that that he that it was somebody else's decision almost although he understands in the moment he just said yes okay I, I will I'll give that up it was his decision but he feels that that he was ground down by it and and I think that's a great sadness um I listen to those stories and think well what am I potentially allowing myself to be ground down about or grinding myself down about actually that that I might look back on and, and regret and there's no simple answer is there other no. than no simple answer at no. all. And I think the grinding yourself down is perhaps the more difficult to deal with. Yes. Because when somebody <laughs> outside says to you, you're doing too much or give it up, it's too difficult, or what the hell are you doing? Yes. You can see that as a, an entity and, and make a judgment. But when that voice in your head is saying, what on earth are you doing that for? It is too difficult. It's costing too much whether that's energy or time or finances or mm. all three. Yeah. And, you know, when you haven't got faith that what you're doing is right mm. um, in the grander scheme of things, that can be incredibly wearing of you. Mm. I think it puts you into stress mode. 
Yes. Which then has all sorts of other connotations. Yes. And I think that brings us to a nice point, really. When do you know that something is right? Yeah. Yeah, because those internal voices, they, they could be right. They could, you could be on a mad fool mission and your internal voice could be speaking the absolute truth of give it up, stop it, don't yeah. do it. When do you know? Well, hindsight's the only time you know. <laughs> if looking back, and usually looking back quite a long time afterwards, so you get some yeah. sort of perspective, that you can say, that was a decision that I made that I think I'm really pleased with. But again, one of the things I say to clients is, you're agonising about a decision. Mm. You know, on the one hand I could do this, on mm. the other hand I could do that. Mm. Every decision that you have about carrying on or not has a consequence to it. Mm. So exploring the, com uh, the consequences is really important. But actually, most times, not always, but most times, it's not about a right or a wrong decision. Mm. They're different. Yes. And whichever way you go can be fine. Yes. It's more about how you engage with it, I think, yes. rather than... The what, if that makes sense. Yes, I, I think that speaks of, of the energy and and the internal quietness needed to, to really be able to judge these uh, challenges coming along, these questions coming along. It, it really does speak of the need just to sit sometimes and and consider. And, and perhaps half the problem is that whilst agonising over these decisions, the mind is just too busy... Too, too many facts, too many figures, too, too many this, too many that. And sometimes I think that, certainly I feel that when, when I felt blocked by something and I feel at the moment that it's, it's a real sort of, oh, this is a death, this is, it's either yes or no, it's so binary. But if I step back and, and consider it more as a, maybe this is the universe giving me some thinking time, maybe actually if I divert my brain, go do something else, you know, classic take the dog for a walk and sleep on it, that sort of thing, that actually what appeared as, as quite block, you know, big blocks to my ambition were, were actually just sort of sensible recalibrate where you're going, um, maybe a little shift in a tiny direction um, would allow you to go round. Which makes it sound quite quite sort of simple and, and human, actually, doesn't it? <laughs> like all things, isn't it? It's so simple and yet it feels at the time so complicated. Yes. And I think giving yourself a, a bit of time is really useful. That, you know, we tend to be gung-ho about things. And I know personally I, I have, have this drive to get things done and, and move on. And, and giving ourselves time to actually think um, and take stock of what we're doing and whether it may not be what we're we're aiming for overall that's wrong but it could very well be our approach mm. or as simple as as well you know how often um i battle with technology yeah <laughs> <laughs> how as simple as saying to somebody else i just need some help with this can you help me do what i need to do how i am approaching it isn't working but actually, I think there is a way of, of it being done much more easily, mm. and out of that, you know, that simple act of, of asking for help, mm. you can find yourself just flying through the barrier and mm. and moving on. But I also think there's something around we learn from those struggles. If yeah. there were no barriers, if there was yeah. no 
no expectation that things were going to be tricky, mm. we'd never learn. Yes. Now, I've wrestled with this. Is this just my belief because, you know, there have been so many times when things have been tricky yes. that I'm rationalising it. But I believe having been in schools and watched children struggle and struggle and there's a breakthrough and you actually watch them blossom. Yeah. And the same with adults because as yeah. grown-ups we're just large children, I believe. <laughs> yes. um, and sometimes, you know, the children are much more sensible than some <laughs> of the adults. I'd say so. But... <laughs> Our growth, both um, our intellectual growth, our, our mm. capacity to engage and to embrace mm. things grows as we learn to push through the barrier and find new ways of doing things. Yes. And I think that's part of our, our lifetime's purpose, isn't it? I, I really I really feel that resonance, actually, when you, when you talk about how part of the value of what you're going to achieve is delivered to you in the struggles and the effort and the confusion that you need to push through to, to get to it. And I'm mindful of the second law of thermodynamics and, and the blip in it that's evolution. <laughs> I won't go on, but but basically the evolution is, is such an anomaly in, in that the effort to improve versus the rest of the universe's desire to go to entropy um, is a sort of a spiritual message for me in that it really speaks to me of not not this not this flyaway phrase of oh anything that's worth having is work, is going to be hard to achieve but that's certainly a lot of people's belief yes. isn't it and and i think that can be actually quite a negative because it's not always necessarily that sometimes actually it's about getting into the flow but but then i do remind myself that um, you're not given all of the knowledge in the world when you're a baby you're purposely made to forget it so that you can relearn it because in the relearning and the struggling and the having it, um, experiences that aren't always so easy and full, you do stretch your muscles and you get stronger spiritually and things um, that are worth knowing about don't just get handed to you on a plate because you haven't really got the knowledge if you've just taken it from somebody else. You've got to learn it yourself. So... In those moments when I'm feeling very like, oh, what is the point? Why am I doing this? It's just so hard. And that flipping bus up that flipping hill. <laughs> I'm mindful that maybe this is this is something that I have to actually um, just push my back into a little bit more. If it's really that meaningful for me. Yes. But don't you think, too, that if everything came incredibly easily, how many of us would get bored? Yeah. It would be boring. It, it's a bit like Groundhog Day, isn't yeah. it? That it would always be the same thing, and yes. that the challenges actually um, stimulate us to think differently. Yes. If you didn't have, ch we as a, a race didn't have challenges. I wonder how many inventions there would be. You know, the paradox of war, which is a terrible thing, is yeah. how many medical advances there are how many technological advances are yes. because people need to think From in order adversity. to yeah. yes yes um, and you know even at a personal level i wonder how many of the people listening to this could go back through their lives and recognize that things that they found very difficult at the time when they look back at them what a gift there's been mm. in those things because yes. they have, have grown and and learnt an enormous amount from that situation. Yes. And I think as we're talking about this, you know, if you're a parent, 
I think the tendency as parents is to protect children from challenge. Yep. Now, I am not for a moment talking about putting children into danger. No. <laughs> but I do think there is a time when it's important for children to learn how to yes. uh, to deal with difficulty. Yes, there's that parable, isn't there, about the, the person watching the, um, the butterfly emerge from, from the pupa and they're seeing the struggle of this, this tiny, fragile creature and they, they think, well, I, I, I could split that, I could help it, and so they do. And, and the butterfly, the wings fail, fail to fill up and the butterfly falls and, and dies. And what the person um, had first to realise is that in, in the struggle to get out is how the butterfly pumps its wings full of its blood and therefore is able to fly. Yes. So the struggle is very much part of becoming yeah. that beautiful butterfly. And, and I know as a parent, when I have seen my children struggling, I think the, the urge to go in and sort it all for them, and I've done this, don't worry, I know how this works, and, and so on and so forth. And then I think, no, oh, hang on a minute. Am I preventing them from pumping their wings up? <laughs> <laughs> I can remember lots of conversations when I was a head teacher where children um, were causing their parents difficulty, mm -hmm. and so the parents would do it for them. And I would say to them, you know, there's that time when children are learning to dress, yeah. where the temptation to dress them is extremely high. But you wonder, you know, when is it the right time to let them put their shoes on the wrong feet, yeah, yeah. to put things on back to front? Yeah. And how many 27-year-olds might there be who are still waiting for mum and dad to actually put their socks on and, and yeah. do their buttons up? Yeah. Uh, and same to parents who are buying their children's shoes with Velcro rather than yes. teaching them to tie up their shoelaces. Yes. That, you know, you're doing them a disservice. Yeah. You're teaching your children that only easy... Yes. is right for you and you're actually saying you can't do this you're not capable yeah you've made me think of Richard Branson's autobiography which starts off with his mother uh, um, I can't remember how many brothers and sisters he had and whether he was the last but at five years old she used to drive him five miles down the road drop him off <laughs> and say to him right Richard get yourself home <laughs> which I think was Probably a bit strange even back in those days. And I Certainly admit, wouldn't do it these days, no, would you? I read it as, as a parent myself and thought, really? But but if you if you just take it as a slightly extreme example of parenting, as in, you know, you need to be capable, you need to be out there in the world and, and doing things, and it's not a, a service for other people to come and do those for you. If you're capable yes. of doing it yourself, you should do it yourself. I think there's a middle road yes. between doing nothing, you know, Being not allowing to do anything. And, and, yes. <laughs> uh, but I, again, I'm reminded that again when I was at school, how children would be brought to school, they would not learn to cross the road. And there was right. huge concern yeah. that once children went to secondary school at age 11 in the UK, that um, they would be expected to cross town by themselves. Yeah. And there would always be a number of very serious accidents yes. where children were run over yes. because they didn't know how to do it for themselves yeah. and so we instituted uh, with our parents you know we alerted them to this information and said for goodness sake yes be with them mm. but let your children make those decisions let them yeah. actually learn how to to make judgments yes. and you know what do they do when things go wrong if you're always there yes. the problem solving yes. becomes a, yes. a, a, a difficult one I think there is a real joy, actually, in being 
a capable, independent person who has coping strategies, who who can weather the, those ups and downs. There, there is a, a real joy in, in, in being yeah. that person um, versus somebody who has learned to be codependent. Yeah. The, I mean, I'd, I'd like to explore just two, a couple of things, really. One is that, you know, when you're not sure about something, I think we do tend to make snap decisions. Yeah. And there are times when that's important, but there are other times when actually giving yourself time to consider, uh, taking the time out, um, whether you do that through meditation or a lot of people get their inspiration in the shower or going for a walk. Yes. It's not um, surprising really because the brain goes into almost a meditative state mm. when you're walking, when you're, well, yes. do, you're doing these routine things. But, you know, sleeping on it, very often, you know, what yeah. seems terrible in at the last part of the evening yeah. will feel so much more easy to deal with in the morning, in the in the cool light of day. Yes. And there's been much written about that, and for yes. very good reason. Yes. So I think, you know, if you're struggling and you're, you're reaching the point when you think, is this the final barrier? Should I be giving up? I think mm. giving yourself that, that space to consider is really, really important. Yeah. However, there does come a time when are you flogging a dead horse, so to speak? Yes, yes. Is this the time to actually decide no longer? Yes. And I'm reminded of Einstein, my favourite quote, Einstein's definition of madness is to keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. Yes. And I think if you look at patterns of behaviour, and we're all animals of habit, aren't we? We definitely are. Um, <laughs> many people go on long after all of the signs are saying, this is not right for you, it's time to, to, yes. to stop. And suppose asking yourself the question, is this a struggle that I need to get through? Mm -hmm. What am I hoping to gain? What am I gaining from that struggle? Mm. That's sometimes quite difficult because you haven't got the gift of hindsight. No. Versus this is the same old, same old, same old. Mm. And I keep doing the same thing and I'm getting a different result, which is a completely different animal. Yes. So in that case, my challenge to you would be if you want a different result then approach it differently. Yes. The end goal may be the same. And yes. I think you, you that's the difference, isn't it? If yeah. your end goal is clear and it's something that you want, mm. then knowing that because you're struggling doing the same thing, same thing, same thing, yeah. there are any number of ways to get there. Yes. So if I want to go to Edinburgh from Colchester, yes. I can go by plane, I can go by car, I can go by train, yeah. coach... You could I could even decide to hike if you wanted. Absolutely, <laughs> and there are people who do. Yeah. And having decided you're going to go there, mm. if you are under your own steam, there are any number of routes that you can take, mm. the most direct, or you can meander through the country lanes yeah. that have been designed by a drunken Saxon many hundreds of years ago. Yeah. But ultimately, it's I think about making a decision. It's about... I choose to take control of this and decide whether or not yes. this is the right path for me. Yes. If it's the right path, then there are any number of ways to get there. Yes. And if you find that you're doing the same old thing and getting the same result that you don't yes. want, yeah. it's time to take a step back and think, how else could I manage it? Yes. And also, you know, you've got this big journey to head up to Edinburgh, just to continue that analogy. And, and the 
sometimes that can seem very overwhelming and so the barrier appears to be the actual goal yeah. itself when actually in reality you, you, you need to just remember well you can just take one little step or, or just do a little bit of the journey and, and then get to that stage and judge again how you feel and, and not give yourself the massive pressure of, of that big, big goal. I think that's really important. Every journey starts with the first step. Yep. Lots of people don't even get started because they think it's too difficult. Yeah. But if you break it down into bite-sized chunks and yeah. you are it's small steps consistently taken yes. are what you get you where you want to go rather than the grand gesture. Yes. We've talked a lot about that over the, over the, the time. Yeah. Um, and I think you know those people who do break it down into those manageable chunks and then celebrate that little success yeah, yeah. is the motivation to move on to the next and the next and yes. the next. And when you look back over that big arc, you'll find you've come a long way. Absolutely. So if you're out there and you are struggling with lots of, of different things, if you're not sure whether your ultimate goal is the right one, yeah, I'd urge you in the first instance to really um, give yourself a bit of space and time to think about it. It can be really helpful to talk to other people and you know we'd love to know what are the, the barriers that you are currently facing. Please do get in touch with us through uh, genuinely-you.com or through the radio station and let us know. And if there are themes that you'd like covered in the show, please let us know and we'd be very happy to do so. Um, I wish you um, the very, very best and thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget you can get a copy of free book, um, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success and Fulfillment. They're available on genuinely-you. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye now. You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work, spanning over 30 years, of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled, and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-you.com today to find out more.